Somebody make your head blow off. Hey, yo, it's a talk show host, Kana Lassiter. Join me for an episode of Relations, the most lit, lit hour of adult conversation. Hold up, hold up. You know you can't forget about me. It's 51 Spade, Alpha Male G-O-D, one half of Relations. You want to hear the truth? Can, 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 you, can, you, can you handle the truth? It's where it's at, baby. It's where it's at, baby. What's good? Welcome to an all-new episode of Relations. My name is Kana Lassiter. Say it with me now. Alpha male G-O-D, 51 spade, a.k.a. the ninja you love to hate. I'm in the building. We do two topics in one hour, so here we go. The first topic is choosing chaos over peace. And the second topic is when is a good time to get out of a bad relationship? Let's start with topic number one, choosing chaos over peace. Now, I do know that going into this conversation, there are going to be more, it's going to be probably based more on women um, as far as staying in bad relationships and pointing out um, a good time to get out. When this was brought up to me, I felt kind of funny about having the debate because I am one of those people who stayed in a relationship a little too long based on what was happening to me in the relationship. And most people will ask me, well, why did you stay? And my answer is always, I don't know. I really, really don't know. Um, it's something that I think I need to seek counsel for in order to get an answer because I honestly, in my heart, I have thought about it a thousand times. I do not know why I stayed so long. What I do remember vividly is when I knew I wanted to get out. Um. Yeah, so I stayed in the relationship for 10 years, to answer your question. Okay. Um, it wasn't all bad, but the worst part of it, when the worst part of it was happening, I did stay. I stayed through the very, very worst parts, I believe. Um, it did get really bad towards the end, but he was more absent. So his absence allowed me to make a move, to get out. So I don't want to paint the scenario that one day I was just like, oh, I'm over this. No. He created a situation where I had some time to pack up my shit, move and go somewhere where he didn't know I was going to be. Like I had, there was only phone communication at this time. And so he had less control and that's how I got out. It wasn't because of some moment of empowerment that I had. And that's why I think I need to seek counseling. So I'm not going to come from a very aggressive angle in this debate because I was one of those women. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> To kind of take it off you, I'm going to, I guess the real question would always be like, for me, I don't even want to take it as a situation of a man and a woman and that women don't know when to leave. Because there's, there's men that sometimes just stay in relationships. We stay in relationships for a lot of different reasons a lot of times. Some people stay in relationships because they have kids. Some people stay in relationships because um, they love this person and they think they want to change. But my thing is, I feel like a lot of times the most common sense thing is your own peace, but people just love chaos. But that's and, our and, next and, topic, and, not and, topic and, now. And, 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 I mean, what do, you, what do you mean? We're talking about women who's staying in a relationship too long. Our next topic is choosing chaos over peace. I mean, you could have ran them both together. I mean, because that's essentially what women do. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing. So what I'm saying is like, at the end of the day, it's like, if you 
are not happy in a relationship. I think recognizing that you want to get out of a out of a relationship. I don't want to say it's a woman thing, but at some point in time, do you ever look at yourself, look at situations that's going on? Do you do a tally system? Do you do pros and cons? Like, when do you decide? And you said, because it don't even sound like you even did that. It sounded like you said, hey, well, something was created and then I was able to leave. But if that thing wasn't created, would you have ever left? Yeah, probably not. And that's why I'm saying. And then by you saying, okay, well, when is a good time? You don't know that time because unhappy equals moments that most women say i'm gonna have unhappy moments when you talk to a woman about her past relationship or with men i find that they don't say oh i was unhappy the whole time it's towards them why did you get out of the relationship i was unhappy so you were you being unhappy was for a moment i had unhappy moments there was never a time where i looked in the mirror and i was like I am just unfucking happy. That never happened. But were you having happy times that was equivalent yes. to that? Yeah, I had good times in relationship, of course. I don't think, I can't say for myself, but I don't think that if every situation was bad, if it was all bad, I don't think I'd have stayed. I think I stayed connected to the parts that made me excited about the relationship. The sex being, us having good chemistry during sex. Him having great credit. Him making me feel safe. Um... Him being like any other guy that I had dated in my past. He was just so different than all my norms. That stuck out to me. Those things stuck out to me. And so you get yourself into a situation where it's like, okay, you have all these pros. Are you going to ever get these pros in another partner? Of course, you should give yourself the opportunity to say, yes, it's out there. And put yourself out there. But when you are in a locked-in situation, you already know who you have. Even though there are unhappy moments you still have great moments to think about. In fact, I find now, even in my current relationship, when I have an argument about something that made me unhappy or an unhappy moment, the man throws out, well, I guess I'm just such a shitty person. I don't do this for you. I don't do that for you. Men will name shit or remind you that they that what they did was so good that we shouldn't be arguing about this one bad thing. And so I think women also have a habit of choosing their battles. And so they don't argue about the entire circumference of being unhappy. They take it in moments. Okay, this moment was bad, but we can get past that. This moment was bad, but it's not going to be this way forever. And that's the optimism that I think lives in our, in our belly. Mm -hmm. That we're just superiorly, compared to men, optimistic. I mean, I get all that. You know, and I often say, you know, women women are uh, brave, delusional, crazy. Damn, I didn't all, know brave and delusional went together. Crazy, all at the same time. But <laughs> uh, I, I will say this: what I really think it boils down to me is just like I have uh, breaking points. I have things that I already go into a relationship just knowing that once this happened, it's over. I, I really wouldn't care, like, I'm not going to do a tally system, like, because I kind of feel like that's what you did. But I feel like some people don't know how to tally right. Uh, and, and that's not, I don't really feel like that's a woman thing or a man thing. Because if you take a man and say, you know, this man stayed in a relationship that's dealing with his kids, that's one point. Everything else in that shit might be, like, wrong. You know, like, a kid, me having a kid someone is not going to make me tolerate cheating. You understand what I'm saying? Right. 
me having a kid with a woman is not going to have me tolerate her being disrespectful or her just saying, hey, shit, I'm going to go out every night. Damn what you say. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's going to, I still have breaking points of things that you can't do. And then I find, like, with women, it's like they passed they breaking point. Like, you, you'll stay in a relationship and suffer your breaking point. I, and to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really feel like y'all recognize like what is a what is a breaking point? Cause like me having me having a daughter, I often tell my daughter like if if someone hits you, I shit ain't gonna get no better. You see what I'm saying? Like to me that's a breaking point. You see what I'm saying? Someone trying to control you, alienate you away from your friends, doing these type of things. These are things that you're gonna have to recognize because these are breaking points that you should be able to recognize. Hearing you list shit, he had a good credit. You can get anybody with good credit. Him having, hold on, him having good credit, you can have anybody with good credit. That is not a reason to stay over the things that's bad. You see what I'm saying? Like, one thing isn't going to balance out for the other. Mm -hmm. I ain't never met a man like that before. Had you ever been anywhere to meet anybody man before? Like, women start giving, like, excuses that just doesn't make any sense to me. If you met if you met one person, that's another thing. Like I also feel like some some like sometimes you're right. Sometimes people have to have counseling for themselves because if you feel like you can't get no better than that person, probably something is wrong with you. Yeah, I I do agree that for me, because I am self aware and an intelligent person, I feel like that's horrible for to hear myself say that you know to answer a question. You know, I don't know. I know that there is something broken, but I do know this. I was in a physically and emotionally abusive situation. And when the word abuse enters the conversation, there's a different psyche of a woman in that situation. I've seen plenty of movies that center around domestic violence where the woman stays. Plenty of situations where you hear counselors even say it's a part of um, a, an abused woman syndrome, I guess is the, I don't know if that is the correct term, but something happens in us. And so it's not very easy to have a conversation and, with a person that's being abused and to say, girl, you should get out because that is easy to say. I know that because I was there. I was in the situation and people would say that. Well, you could just leave. Did he, what, did, were you locked up? No. Were you in chains, locked in a basement? No. My guy was long distance and he still had a huge amount of control of when I left the house and when I came back and he wasn't even present. So I know therefore there is something broken, but I also know there was something that he was doing that was working on me mentally and emotionally to put me in that state. I didn't do it by myself. I didn't wake up a dodo brain and just decide that because I'm a girl, I'm going to stay in an abusive situation. Something happened. Mm -hmm. Something broke me. And he did. He broke me. Mm -hmm. I just have to identify what he used to break me so that it won't happen to me again. I mean, everything is about control, though. This whole world is about control. So it's not really anything that's just so far-fetched. Like, when I hear women that say, you know, they don't understand why... Um, honestly, there are some people that are mentally weak. Like I've seen like, uh, like situations where what's kind of crazy is like, like, uh, hypn uh, hypnosis, Hip hypnosis. Yeah. Hypnosis. I kind of hear people that do that. that say like, that doesn't work on everybody. 
because certain people mind stronger is stronger than others. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like even they do that like in Star Wars and stuff like that. Like Jedi mind tricks don't work on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because they mind is stronger than the actual person. So a lot of times, like that's why I said, like you also have to have breaking points that when something happened, like because to me, an abusive relationship is always going to start somewhere. So to me, when you just can't identify that, like to to me hearing you say those list of things, that's why I brought those list of things up. It's like that overtook you ignoring like your breaking points. If you had any, if you don't listen, then maybe that's something that, you know, people should do. You should list your breaking points. You should list like the things that you won't settle for. You should list those things. But do those things ever manifest into a situation where you're strong enough to leave or you just when you're making that list you're strong enough to name those things when you're in a situation and that happens it's not the same well, strength what, as when you made that list trust but what me. but what is but what is leaving if it happens early because the, what, the, the thing that you're, you're you're talking about is you're talking about they, you're, you're talking about already being in that relationship and you're also talking about is women y'all thinking about time and i tell people all the time i don't give a fuck about time you know, like, I could be with someone for five years, seven years, ten years. We could be married. I wouldn't give a fuck. If I be reach my breaking point where I'm unhappy, I'm gone. Damn that death do us part. I don't give a shit about any of that shit. I care more about my happiness and my sanity than I do a piece of fucking paper. Or, or, or me saying some fucking vows. I would say on the end of abuse, abuse don't just fucking like... No one comes into the relationship like, oh, I'm finna abuse you. It happens at some point in time. So that's why I say you have to identify your breaking point. If you don't like people like yelling at you, I've heard, I've even heard women say like, you know, hey, once he started raising his voice at me, I'm like, I'm out. I would applaud that. If someone slap you, what do you mean? You're walking away from the slap because they they move your breaking point. They went past it already. You didn't have time to, to, to go on for a, a deeper into the relationship. But if they pass it and you say, well, should have get better or I discussed it with him. He ain't going to do it no more. You're inventing things in your mind that you're coping with, ignoring like your breaking points. Yeah. To me. And, I, and I, you know what? I think this is a healthy conversation for people who are in the situation. I've never heard it quite put that way. You know, writing down the breaking points and then someone crossing that line early. It makes sense to not, move on because hey you crossed the boundary with me already so this is not going to get better in the future if i don't put my foot down now i get that i just don't know how easy it is it sounds magnificent so my first time i didn't say it but i don't get don't get this twisted now even when you're making that statement you don't know how easy it's easy enough for you to say he had good credit you see what i'm saying that's something that you looked at that that amazed you that's why I'm talking about writing your breaking points down. You met this is the first person you meet with credit. It's just like me meeting a woman, and I'm like, damn, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever met. You see what I'm saying? I know I want beauty. That's not that's a no-brainer. But the thing is, how she treat me. Because if she start going down the road, like if I know she's beautiful, but she like, yeah, I'm beautiful, but I'm not just gonna deal with you. What do you mean? 
or I'm going to deal with you and other men. Okay, that's a breaking point for me. I, you ain't going to be fucking me and three other dudes. You right. see what I'm saying? That's a right. breaking point. There's nowhere for me to go right. but walk out that situation. So to me... But can I say this? Usually, men aren't going to put their hands on you or do something really toxic like that when you're dating. They're going to do it after they know they got you. Because I still think there's an instilled fear in them that they don't know how you're going to react to that first slap. Unless they have dicked you down, moved in, got you mentally locked in. And then that's when those breaking points or those boundaries are crossed. And now you're between a hard and a rock place. Like, yeah, I got slapped, but I love this person at this point. I don't think a dude that just took me on the second date could slap me and me not know that, okay, that was my breaking point. Of course it's my breaking point. I, bitch, I've been dating you two weeks. You just slapped me. Goodbye. That's easy. It doesn't normally happen like that. It's normally neither you're does, in it when that first slap comes. Neither does cheating. Neither does someone with a gambling problem. Neither does someone that shoot a needle. I don't need like X, Y, Z. Um, pussy could be good as fuck. And it's still not going to make me accept the fact that someone cheated on me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to make me, like, I have a, I, one of my breaking points is stealing from me. It's, I don't give a shit. Like, three years in, and I find you stole money from me, you over. Done. You dead in the water. Like, I don't give a damn about that. Hearing you say that, that's just a whole bunch of excuses that you're creating for yourself. Of course, people don't, you don't meet a person that's abusive. But you still got to recognize what abuse is and when it happened. If you don't have the strength to stand up to it, then and that's on your list, then you need to either see, seek counseling for that, like you said. But I feel like a lot of times you'll accept certain shit because I notice like I'm not sure about you. But once you come out of a break, broken, um, an abusive relationship, then you have breaking points for the other men that you're not that, that now you're finna meet. Because those men you're not afraid of. The fear, the element of fear is gone. So it's just not the same. It's not. It's really not the same. And furthermore, I've, I've never had a man put his hands on me that didn't go down on me or have sex with me after. So did you see, I know this isn't a domestic violence conversation because we are talking about all toxicity. Not just putting your hands on someone. But there is a very particular type of manipulation that's going on. When we're dealing with the situation of domestic violence. Yeah, I got choked. But then after I got choked, I got the dog shit fucked out of me. So son, my mind is, is wrong it's broken. Yeah, but son, but that's what I just said. But something is wrong with you. Because if you equating that to that, you can get fucked by Charlie down the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then, I wouldn't fuck Charlie down the street. I'm going to fuck maybe, the guy in a relationship with. Maybe, and maybe I, it wasn't, I did, I'm not, and it wasn't, hey... You get choked out, then I go get in the shower and put on some sexy lingerie. It wasn't like I didn't, that. I didn't say is that. you get choked out and then it's like, come here, lay, take off your clothes, lay the fuck down. There's still order going on. There's still manipulation going on. It's, it's, called a, it's, it's, it's called a cult. You know what I'm saying? Like because that's what what people do with cults, religion, things like that. Like that's why I said like this world is based on like breaking people's mind. You understand what I'm saying? Like even if someone is in a war and they get captured. They waterboard them and shit like that. They they not they don't go to them and be like, hey, no, give me the answers to the the, the secrets of your your country and they so like, well, let me tell you A B Z and this happened. No, they have to break them. You understand? First, yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then what happens after that? They get food and other shit like that. You they understand get what I'm rewarded. saying? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's pretty much looking at you like you're a dog, but you don't recognize that you're a dog. You understand what I'm saying? So to me, no knock against you, 
this bad parenting, things that you didn't know, and not being seasoned enough in this world. Because a lot of people sometimes live in la-la land and think it's, you know, roses, you know. And if you was to speak to other women, because there's going to be other women that's probably stronger than you that grew up in a stronger household that would be like, I don't even tolerate my man yelling at me. That's probably for them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So then you have to look at your household, like how you was raised. When you brought you brought up an important point about fear. Me growing up in my household, that's how my household was ran, about fear. But me as an adult, I realized that that's one thing that I will not tolerate. Once I broke the fear factor out of that and being on my own, I was like, I will never return to that space again. That's a breaking point for me. So now when women that I'm dating get into situations where I'm like, this is a breaking point, this is a breaking point, this is a breaking point for me, once I even hear them, once I even recognize them, once they're done to me, that relationship is dead in the water to me. So even though it's not presented at some point in time, the very time, the very first time it's presented, you now are making excuses for that person. You're ignoring your breaking points. Even if you, because you're saying like, well, it's not that easy. It is. It is that easy. I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you. And I can only, I, dis I can only disagree with you based on experience instead of like factual information. But I'm saying this with confidence. There is science, scientific data out there concerning women about choices in those situations. Even if we want to move past just being physically abused. There's that mental and emotional abuse. There is, uh, let's talk about the woman who does everything. She makes all the money. She pays all the bills. She keeps the house together. Well, that is putting her in a situation also of, like, if I stop or if I leave or ask him to leave, what is he going to do? Because he put her in a position where it's like, hey, I'm counting on you now. And with a woman... When she knows that she's needed and that there are people depending on her, that puts her in a different headspace. It puts her in a totally different headspace. Just, just as a question, if that's not your child, that's not your family, that's just someone you dating. Why does that matter? I don't know. That's and, and that's that, and, why you would have to know the science. Then, I wish I knew the science then, because I know there's an answer for it. But I'm not a doctor. I, I don't think. But that, I know there, that. There, this is the thing, though. There isn't an answer for it. Like, you can sit there and say there's a science for it, this and that. Like, there isn't an answer for it. You know how I know this is not? There's not an answer for it. Because since we've been on this earth, like, this, I, I'm going to give you something. Food for thought. Since we've been on this earth, women have been trying to figure out how to make men monogamous. Haven't been able to figure it out. Men still cheat because it's in our DNA. We're wired like that. Not all men, but just majority, majority of them. Yeah. No woman has been able to figure it out. And we will never be able to figure out why women take on problems that's not theirs. You understand what I'm saying? There is no scientific thing. There is. You're, 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 yeah, just the simple fact that you're nurturing. You know what I'm saying? And some, pe and some people can say a little bit. That's why mothers parent different than dads. But that's why two sometimes two-parent households are needed. Because to me, leaving a woman to make hard decisions... Sometimes just is not in best interest yeah. for a woman. That's why women like to be led because they can't make the hard call. Yeah. Can't make the hard call. The man makes the hard call. The man is the disciplinarian. The man is the person that's running the household. The man is the person that's doing that. 
that part is just probably not in your DNA. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So I get initially what you're saying. But I when but when you say that you disagree with me, I would disagree for the fact that you don't know because you didn't set boundary points. You see what I'm saying? You didn't set your rules on what is something that is a breaker for you. Going into relationships, you're just going in there just leading with love. But I think everybody has the boundary of you're not going to get into a relationship where you're getting your ass kicked. I don't. I think everybody has a boundary of I'm not going to be in a relationship where someone cheats. It's I get the list. I get it. And I'm going to use it. I, I am. And I encourage everybody else to use it. How realistic do I think it is or how effective do I think it is after you're already in something? I don't know. In the beginning, hands down, I think your idea is great. Three months in, six months in, a year into relationship, I don't know if those boundaries are easily stuck to because of the emotional science. There is something going on in us that doesn't make it easy for us to just be like, it's over. Let me ask you a question. The man that abused you, would you have married him? (sighs) What a horrible question. No, it's a a, a great question. Let me tell you why it's a horrible question. In my mind state back then, had he asked me to marry him, I would have thought all my problems were over. What? I would have thought this was him. This was a sign of him changing and being a better person. I wouldn't have said, damn, do I want to be in a relationship or a marriage that I'm getting my ass kicked? That wouldn't have been nowhere on my mind. You know why? Because all I would have been focused on is will you marry me and what that meant for him. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is that mean? saying about the person that I'm with? He's asking me to marry him. Gotcha. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not focused on what it means for so, me. Okay. So what that means for him. What would marriage mean to him? Well, just by him asking me, it means that he desires me to be his wife. Mm -hmm. Just by him asking, that means that he is a mature man. Just by him asking, meaning that's a sign of commitment. That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one thing, whether it's commit to be my boyfriend or commit to be my husband, it's the one thing that women are really looking for. Are you someone who is willing to commit? So someone getting down on one knee and saying, will you marry me? This is a person that wants commitment from me. Mm-hmm. And that would be a huge, huge, large monster pro. And by the way, someone who's down on one knee saying, honey, will you marry me? Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about the punch in the eye. And if you do, you're thinking no one's going to ask me to marry marry me if he's thinking about punching me in the eye. His Him punching me in the eye right now is not important to him. He's down on one knee and he's saying, I love you and I want you to be my wife. So that's not a good time for me or a scientific time where, oh, remember now, you got punched in the eye last week. It's not going to cross my mind. Should it? Absolutely, yes. Yes, it should. So I will take all the girl, you stupids, I can take because it's the truth. No, no, no. Even gonna go, I wasn't even going to go that route. I was just in that. Okay, I was interested hearing you talk about that because I know plenty of women that will go that route. And we might have identified the problem. Because really at the end of the day, I know a lot of women that will probably side with you. That want to be married. Every woman might not want to be married. But I'm just speaking on women that want to be married you would take a punch in the eye. You would take getting your ass whooped to go down the aisle. And that, I know for a fact, you need counseling and therapy for that. Because there is not a person on this earth, as far as me, is a man, for a woman to slap me, spit on me. I'm just giving like drastic shit. You know what I'm saying? That that one that, that a woman could do 
and we were married, and I would stay married to her. Not one iota of anything would ever happen to the. I would think about even when I break up with people, I don't even speak to them anymore. Like when when I break up with you, it's over. That shit is a wrap. Shit. It is. And and you can't and, get no come fuck me text. No, I mean depending on what you did, you know what I'm saying. But I'm talking about if we talking about any if we talking about any of that shit that I just named, like spit on me, uh, uh, punch me. You know what I'm saying? Like any of that shit, like shit that's a, a deal breaker for me. Fuck no. You're not getting any of that shit. You gonna get the block. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, uh, you gonna get that Demi de combo. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? That's what you gonna get. <laughs> you gonna get that shit. But to hear you say that, that's why I'm saying like that really goes down to your household and how you was taught and and probably things you read and and me having a daughter that kind of really made me look at that and just like now we probably need to cut out some of these disney films because y'all believe that fairy tale because that's just what it is but in one of those fairy tales and i ain't really sure which one is is the one where the uh it might have been cinderella you know you you wake up you, you 12 o'clock or some shit like that. Yeah, that's Cinderella. And, and, you know what I'm saying? She and everything went, returned back to where it was. There you go. And that's what happens when y'all... <laughs> when, when, that's what happens when your ass wake up out of that, that magical place with him whipping your ass for 10, 12 years, 5 years, 6 months, whatever the fuck it is, and you wake up and you back to square one. You understand what I'm saying? That's the, probably the best way I could describe that shit. You know, because for women to have that type of fear and to be like, well, I'd just rather be married. Fuck it, punch me. Fuck the shit out of me. I don't care. I'll take them slaps. Because that means that, you know, I, I will you marry me? That's I love you. Hey, you can't go. That's because you love me and you want to protect me. Um, hey, your friend is a whore. <laughs> that means that you don't want me hanging around with my hoish friends because birds of a feather flock together. So gotcha. women rationalize that makes sense, but this stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, racket, rationalize you having to go to work with a black eye. Rationalize that. Shit. What are you telling? What are you telling that boss? Matter of fact, I'll I even go. I was playing racquetball. I'll go even further. I mean, if you want to say that, you don't look like the racquetball type. But, you know what I'm saying? But if you, <laughs> but if you want to go, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, with those full-fledged lies. But that's also why I was saying, like, you crossing your boundary points. And that's how I know that you do, women don't make them. Because even though you're saying that, that's probably part of the problem. If you was to sit down with your dad and you felt like you was going to be scolded by that, I bet you we, we would write that list. If your dad, if your daddy's girl. You see what I'm saying? Like, you take, like, different cultures. So, and, and I'm going to take the, the culture that most people know as far as, like, um, Japanese, Japan, Japan, stuff like that, where they or dishonor their family. They don't do some of that shit because they worry so much about dishonoring their fucking family. See what I'm saying? So that is those they already have points where they're growing up and they're saying like, hey, you do this and you 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 just dishonored our family and they write you off. Yeah. So they go out of their way with school, straight age, trying to be a nurse, a, a, a doctor, shit like that, because they are doing that for the family. That's how I know that. You don't have me. So even though you're saying like, well, it's not a science, it is. Because certain cultures have things in place for that. Yeah. So that means in your family, if they haven't taught you that, that's how you getting brainwashed by some numbnut out there thinking that it's okay 
to brainwash you enough to, to, to take shit from you or abuse you, mentally abuse you or physically abuse you. I just watched the, the Tinder Swindler not too long ago on Netflix. And I'm looking at these women like, if I made up a story that was like, some people after me, they going to kill me. You need to send me $20,000. And this motherfucker did it. If my man called me right now and he said that, I'm finna try to come up with them 20 G's. That shit is crazy. I'm I'm playing this game all wrong. I need to get rid of my girl. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been missing out. You know what I'm saying? There's other suckers out here I need to be fucking with. I need to rearrange how I'm doing this. Because here you say this. I'm telling you right now. Because he got about three people. Yeah. And the crazy shit about it is they didn't even have the common sense. Uh, well, where does common sense even come from? Hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is this. What I'm, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is this. I don't even want to say common sense. They didn't even have your rationale because your rationale was at least if I get punched, I'm going to get fucked after. One of the women that he took, he never fucked. That's a mind control for your ass. That was a fucking friend and still came up with money for Okay, me. let me tell you where that's coming from because this is going to make sense. You, can't, no sense. you cannot <laughs> spend six months, a year, five years, or ten years saying, I love you. I encourage you. I support you. I'm your backbone. You can't spend time in a relationship saying all that, and then all of a sudden your person asks you now for 10, 20 Gs, and you're like, uh, all this time you've been telling me how much we love each other. We 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 are in love. So there's no way that the person that I'm saying I love you so much and I'll do anything for you and I support you, and encourage you, it does that does not equate to them calling me now saying they're in trouble and me not trusting. Gotcha. What does that have to do about the friend? Because that's who I was talking about. The friendship. I have friends like that. I have friends. You would give your friends. If my friend, if if my friend called me right now, male or female, that I consider my friend, mm. and they need $20,000, I have absolute, I have questions, but they they can't have it if I don't have it. If I have it, they got it. The only reason why they would not get it from me is I just don't have it to give. There is no other reason on the planet why I would not she give a friend or a lover twenty thousand dollars. Gotcha. She didn't have it to give. She didn't have it to give. But she came up with it to give, and that's what we do. She didn't have it to give, but somehow she came up with it, and that's what the fuck you do. There's a GoFundMe. There's pawn and jury electronics. This this is not some person you just met. Now let's make this clear. This is someone that now you've spent does, time with saying I love you. Now this does make not, so no, you can't get, say that. Oh, not, all of a sudden now I'm not. I'm in love with this person. Wrong. But let me let me give them the third degree about asking me for a couple of thousand dollars. No, no, no. It, this makes perfect sense to me because pimps do this all the time and they prey on weak-minded people. And I understand that. And nothing and, and and at the end of the day, to to reassure and reinforce what you're saying, I understand that because that is actually what pimps do. They do break your mind. They do get into your psyche and make people do things they normally didn't see do. themselves doing. Mm -hmm. But even with that being said, maybe I'm just a strong-minded individual. I would never want to be in this world that weak-minded. You understand? Never. No one could take me for any amount of money that's a large sum of money. Like, the only thing that I give to any friends, family, or anybody is something I'm willing to lose and that is not going to hurt me. You understand what I'm saying? But I would never give anybody any amount of money that's going to put me in a debt, a hole, or my breaking point. Break our friendship. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that is something I won't do. My friend, ask me for some money. Ask me for $1,000. 
I have a thousand dollars to give them. You know what I told them? I'm not gonna do that. It was to, and just to give you that, to give you clarification, what's going on is he asked, like, hey, I'm a thousand dollars short of my rent. I can pay you back next week when I get paid. And you said it's a friend. You was like, hey, I would give it. Show you the difference between me and you. Know what I told him? I'd rather pay your late fee. How much is your late fee? $65. I'd rather pay that than give you $1,000. This $1,000 is going to ruin our friendship. Because when you can't pay me back, it's going to be a problem. We, we're, no, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even about like we're not going to be friends. Like, we, you have ruined our friendships. I'd rather pay your late fee. You know what I'm saying? I I rather pay your late fee because I just, can get over the sixty five. Thank you. I, but get, I can get over. A I get. I can get over that sixty five dollars. A thousand dollars. You're not paying me a thousand dollars back. Yeah, we all gonna have a problem, but we're not gonna be friends no more. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I, I I understand from the standpoint of what you're saying is, and and it's only to a certain degree about love, but I also am like Tina Turner. What love got to do with it? Love a lot of times get people in a world of trouble. It's not really worth it. You end up with nothing in the end. Like you're not, uh, you don't get any gratuity for love. I understand the idea of love. Yeah, this is a gratuity for love. You don't I love it. You don't get any gratuity for love. You know what I'm saying? Like the best saying that that I've ever heard. I rather loved and lost and never loved at all. And I live by that. You know what I'm saying? I can deal with losing love, but I ain't gonna be stupid for love. You right. understand what I'm saying? Never. Not on this planet. Women seem like they're willing to be stupid for love, and that's why they end up in stupid situations. Because me watching that, I was saying to myself, like, as a man, I would never have the heart to take a woman. If you saying I quote unquote love them, just like how you saying, I didn't feel that way. There's no fucking way on this earth I would take something from somebody I love. So to me, that ain't love. It's just her not being able to recognize that. Right, right. She wasn't able to identify that this person doesn't really love me. And if you can't identify that, then you're not going to make good choices. You're going to make bad choices. You're going to make choices that people are like, damn, girl, you are just fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, And... That sucks because I don't think I'm a stupid person. I think I'm a fairly strong person. But a lot of people think that they're strong and they're not. And a lot of people think they're smart and they're not. You know what I'm saying? Not to take anything away from you and not as an insult. But the thing that a lot of people don't do a lot of time is self-evaluate themselves. That's why I said like if you put in breaking points in your life, that's that's one thing. And that's half the battle. Being honest with yourself. Some people... You ever stepped on a scale for women? I don't have no scale in my house. How the hell? <laughs> I don't have a scale. <laughs> exactly. But you want, but you will preach to somebody else about not, and, and, and about not having cigarettes, not smoking cigarettes, this and that, because it's, that's detrimental to their health. But what's one of the very first things that happen when you go into a doctor's office? How much do you weigh? You understand? Know and if you had to keep track of your weight because you had diabetes or anything else that's a health hazard to you. You should have a fucking scale in your house. But some women, not for those reasons, use the mirror effect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look, good I look like I lost weight. I look like I lost five pounds. Looking like and knowing is two different things. And that's what I'm saying. That's half the battle right there. Y'all are not knowing you're willing to go in it just being blind. The illusion, like a mirror. The illusion. And then be like, well, I don't know why I can't fit in this dress. Because your ass ain't stepping on a scale, motherfucker. It's simple. Know your weight. Don't guess it. 
Should we wrap up this topic? <laughs> We're going to change topics to choosing chaos over peace. And it kind of coincides into why women and both men would stay in a situation that isn't conducive to their overall happiness. Um, a lot of people, I believe, as far as this subject, choosing chaos over peace, a lot of people, for me especially, like consistency. I would rather deal with a motherfucker that's consistent, whether those were bad habits or good habits. I would rather know and be comfortable with what I have and know what I have over what I'm not really sure about. Usually when you're in a chaotic situation, people say, oh, girl, you can go do this and get some peace. Oh, girl, that man over there is going to be better. There's People always say the grass is greener on the other side. But you don't know unless you go in the grass. And a lot of times, you know that there's risk with that. If I go across the street in his grass, who going to cut this grass? Because this motherfucker going to leave me. Who's going to scratch my back? Who's going to do all the things that now you've listed as pros about your current spouse? Even though there's chaos in your home, you know your chaos. You can, you've found a way to deal with the chaos. You know when a motherfucker is too drunk that you need to now sober up and probably go to bed and get up every couple hours and check to make sure his ass ain't passed out and bleeding all over the floor. You've found a way to cope. You know, I'll just stop drinking now. It's time for me to stop having fun because now he's going to take it to his level and I need to be more attentive. So you, you are in a situation that in that moment, yeah, there's chaos. But you've also found a way to deal with it. And when you wake up in the morning, everything's fine. Nothing's broken. His head isn't bleeding. He's fine. He fell asleep. He's sober. And he's gone to work. What is the big deal? I don't need to go over to Timmy's grassy lawn just because there's a little bit of chaos in my yard. If I've learned or am comfortable dealing with it. Because again, I'm going to point out for me that I need to see a consistent behavior. I'm scared of a motherfucker that's going to get totally drunk on Monday and then next Monday this motherfucker don't drink and he's not eating pork and he's praying to Allah. That's not who I, that's more scary. Yes, he's presenting something that's more peaceful, but now it's like, okay, who is this motherfucker and what am I going to have to change because now he is Muslim. You understand what I'm saying? At least I know with my motherfucker who drinks every other day, who goes out every night, I know that he's coming home and I know what his limits are and I know what I need to do now to make sure his chaos doesn't really spill over into my peace. And that's why for me, the topic I said would be also hard for me because sometimes I understand why you're, you stay in the chaos. It's familiar and you've learned how to deal with it. Teachers don't go to school on the first day and there's chaos and it's like lean on me and that motherfucker. They're not quitting. They're home implementing a plan. Well, how can I deal with Tim that's always late? How can I deal with one of my students who I think smokes crack? How can I deal with one of my students who is, is getting, uh, get, that can't read? They don't go to work the next day and say, hey, well, this motherfucker can't read. Move him out of my class. Teachers find ways to cope. So do wives and so do girlfriends. So chaos isn't one of the reasons to run. Not to me. I hear a lot of this from women a lot of times when I hear people going over debate over chaos and peace. Um, and that's probably why men and women view this very, very differently. Um, not all men. Most. Always going to pick peace. But above all, I'm going to go a whole nother route. I find that just people in general, 
for some strange reason, they like it the hard way than the easy way. It's always. Anytime I point out a scenario, a motherfucker always want to take the hardest route possible. I was taught growing up, you work smarter, not harder. And I think that might be a lot of the problem with people that's roaming around this earth, <laughs> especially women. I get what you're saying, but you pick some real, like, easy, chaotic shit. Like, oh, okay, he drink. That's light work. Light work. But there are other scenarios where someone picking chaos over their own self-improvement and peace comes into play. For instance, like, someone that is in a relationship, you, you, even if that's a woman, so whether that's married, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, if a woman is, but I'm going to go marry. Would you like to not to talk to your mom? That's a question for you. If I was married, would I not want to talk to my mom? Yeah. I would want to talk to my mom a lot, as much as I could. Gotcha. So if you was in a relationship where the man moved you away from, out of the state, away from your mom, didn't want you to talk to your mom, your mom couldn't visit, this is chaotic. Yes, it is. And this is chaotic for you. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you would stay in that situation talking about I love him and yeah, X, Y, hard. Z and this, this, and that instead of picking peace. Now, hold on. Instead of picking peace. Don't have plenty of time to talk. Instead of picking peace. And I just wanted to paint that scenario. But what trips me out the most is just like I said in the previous. It's funny to me how people can identify that shit in other people. So like when y'all talk to y'all girlfriends, y'all quick to dissect their life. And was like, girl, you need to get out of this. Girl, you don't see what he's doing to you. I don't understand how this is happening to you. But when it comes to dissecting your own life and your own chaos that's going on, no one can do it. At least on y'all side, no one can do it. i rather love this person and be unhappy. Lying to yourself knowing that you're not happy. Because that's why I use something extreme is your mom. No one could keep me away from my mom. If a woman that I dealt with didn't like my mom, she's gone. I'm not going to be arguing with my wife and my mama that's making me play referee. I ain't signed up for that, but that's a breaking point for me. I'm not going to sign up for anything like that. But I'm always going to pick my piece. I'm not going to go the hardest route possible are there certain things you can fight for i understand it you can but there's certain things at some point in time gotta be a cutoff point it gotta be a point in time where you're like you know what this isn't making me happy loyal i mean you kind of spilled over into the first topic picking a breaking point we're kind of past that and I don't associate really chaos with breaking points because chaos can be, you know, he got four outside kids and four baby mamas. That's chaotic. That's not a reason to leave. Um, you can you choose. Said, you said he got four baby he mamas. He got four baby mamas, four kids. That's chaotic as fuck. Because okay. you got so, four baby mamas. You just said, let me talk. Because you just stopped him, had him in the middle you? of my point. What if he had them on you? What do you mean? What if he had four? He got four women pregnant. Why you married? Let's let's paint some real chaotic shit. Not he had four baby mamas. He gets four women pregnant. Why you married? That would be that's a breaking point for me. 
<laughs> but it's, it can be chaotic. You can stay. You can stay. <laughs> it is. It's very chaotic. Okay. But let's not forget that also when we get into relationships, a lot of the times we already know who we're getting into relationship with. That's number one. And two, smart men will let you know that this is okay. You know, I got four baby mamas. Before we even go that far, I want you to know I got four baby mamas or four kids. Or before we even get started, I got a problem with my dick. You know. We got men divulging that type of information? Sometimes. If you're lucky, I think if you're lucky enough to get someone that honest, I don't think you believe and I, that I, I, I know what I'm saying. A lot of times, okay, well, let's take somebody that who like a lot of pussy. That's polyamorous. That come into a relationship. You know, I like multiple multiple girls. You know, I'm polyamorous. That's chaotic as fuck too. But it's him being honest and her and him. Let me finish. Him putting on the table that this is who I am. And a lot of times, a woman is going to be like, damn, at least you were honest. And I know who I'm getting in a relationship with. I think that's what you're forgetting. Women spend a lot of relationship, a lot of time in relationships with total strangers. So if you get someone who is honest enough up front with you and you know these things, it almost doesn't feel right saying, well, I can't take that type of chaos. It don't feel right. Furthermore, women are in a position now that they have to pitch themselves. They are auditioning for the position of girlfriend. So if you're auditioning me for the position and you're giving me all of your cons, part of my audition is to say, I can deal with that. Well, how can you deal with that? Have you dealt with it before? Like, these are all interview questions on a fucking job. You know, have you ever had a situation where you were providing customer service and somebody cussed you out? I didn't quit the job. Yes, I had that situation before. Someone called me a nigger, so on and so forth. How did you handle it? This is the same things that we're doing in relationships that we do at work. We've been through the situation before, and this is how we coped with it, and this is how we came out on the other side. And if you came out on the other side and it was all good, you're not going to leave your relationship when it happens again. You know why? Because you've adapted to the coping mechanism. That's what you're forgetting. We are, we are people who adapt, all people, whether we're talking about men or women or animals. We adapt to our environment. That is normal for us. So you're actually making great points, but you're making great points for action in the beginning of a relationship. In the beginning, if there are four baby mamas and he's saying that he's got a problem with his dick and he can't control his life. Yeah, it might be stupid for you to sign up for that. But if you're already in the relationship and you have developed coping mechanisms, you cope. That's what we do. That's also very scientific. Very, very scientific. And I'm going to stay on that simply because I don't think any relationship is like all peaceful. There's going to be some chaos. My guy does not like company. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I have family. And I'm not willing to not see my family. I'm not willing to have to always travel to my family. My family is going to come visit me where the fuck I live at. And sometimes the house isn't going to be clean and quiet so he develops a way to cope when my family comes i don't feel like it would be the right decision for him to come to me and be like you know what when your family visits there's just so much chaos that's my breaking point i don't like chaos i'm gonna choose peace so your family can't come and if they do come it's over that doesn't make any sense Either you you find coping mechanisms. Men cope all the time. If we were having this conversation both ways and it's like anytime your peace is destroyed, 
then you need to leave, then we're telling the people wrong. Because there are things that you should be able to cope with, whether it's a breaking point or not. And one of those is someone else's goddamn family and your house being loud. That's not something, even though your peace is technically being destroyed or disturbed, that's not a reason to leave your, your wife. That's petty. And who knows, what, okay, you're leaving this chaos to go across the street to the peace and to that fuck up. There's not going to be any relationship that is peaceful 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So we develop coping mechanisms. And that's what actually makes us stronger for the next relationship. I realize you brought that up too. Well, you cope or you do this in this relationship, then you come out all strong and now you don't want to cope anymore. You made that also a very valid point in our last conversation. I wanted to counteract by that by saying everybody learns, everybody grows up, everybody changes their mind. Everybody does. My 13-year-old mind and my 21-year-old mind are nothing alike. So I should not be held accountable for what I did at 20 at 40 years old. I'm a completely different person. So I don't expect somebody to be like, that bitch was stupid back then and she's stupid now because she stayed in an abusive relationship. You don't even know who I am now. I'm a whole different Kana than I was when I was abused. You done? Yeah. Gotcha. <sighs> Well, I have to teach them every day, boy. They just don't learn. <laughs> that was a good little take that you did. It's almost good. Almost, um, I would say, almost believable, but not even close to believable. Um, almost, but not <clears throat> even close. Yeah, not even close. Um, I understand the idea of coping, but this is where the thing that, you, that your points are just all failed behind. Even the situation about everything that you use. You do not know what the person's chaos is in the world. You could say just like, hey, I'm with my guy and the family is coming because I like family. But you don't know if that's chaos for him. Because whatever the person considers chaos, that's what they consider what they can and cannot take. And that's the thing. The thing about people, everybody has coping mechanisms. I, un I definitely understand that part. Mm -hmm. But what I don't cope with is chaos. And chaos is different from every person. What you may think that a person's chaos is, I'm talking about you have to look at yourself and know what you can deal with and what is disturbing your peace. Not what you think is, well, that's chaos for him and that it might not be that. That might not be the case. So that's why I said you painted light scenarios. Something that might not be green on the other side, I'll fucking take that. Because really at the end of the what? day, I believe that. So... Me, the the situation of me saying not someone having four baby mamas I said if someone had got someone pregnant with four women pregnant on you while in a marriage that is chaotic and I ain't staying for that I don't give a fuck what happened that's not happening it's too chaotic for me and on top of that it's disrespectful to me so I don't give a shit what's going on it's disturbing my peace and it's going to cost me more shit because I'm going to be dealing now not with not only disturbing my peace and bringing chaos. I got to deal with your shit of some shit you dropped off on my doorstep. And that to me is what I'm talking about. When you start dropping shit off of my doorstep, that is not some shit that I want that's bringing my life to make it chaotic. I'm not having that any shape, any form, this and that. There's. Of course, I've been in plenty of relationships. I don't think any woman is going to be perfect. There's things that I can tolerate, and there's things that I won't tolerate. There's things that I won't tolerate. But what I won't do, no, what I won't do is you're not going to bring chaos to me. 
I'm not coping. I'm not dealing with any of that type of shit. Coping? I don't cope with fucking cheating. Your ass is gone. I don't cope. That's chaotic to me. And you're gone. You being disrespectful to me. I'm not coping. Your ass is gone. Women have this thing with them. And I yeah, because we and, can't and, keep starting and, over. And, I'm sorry. And, and, it's too no, chaotic. I, and when I'm like, I got a I'll boyfriend, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you talk. Zip it. I'll let you talk. You, you, you rambled on. I'll let you talk. I didn't ask you whether women can do this and don't. We already know this, obviously. We see it day in and day out. We see women that totally make these mistakes and fuck up their lives and do these type of things and then end up like, just like how you said, your 10-year-old, your 21-year-old, and your 40-year-old mind. But the difference is this. See, your 40-year-old mind think you close to death. And then you start... That is and, not and, true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because if, you're, because if you... Because if now... Those are the times, unlike when you're 20, you're strong enough to deal with being by yourself. You're strong enough to probably not need someone. You're strong enough to deal with those things. Not when you're fucking 40. Not when all the kids done left. Not when you're looking around the house and you're successful and you're like, well, damn, there's nobody in this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. A lot of men don't think like that because a lot of men a lot of times can deal with being alone. So I understand. I'm not knocking what you're saying what i'm saying is like that's the reason why you're saying like women will cope yeah. with that type of shit but it's because you're up against time men are not and we really don't <coughs> care about that either we know and we we're, we're we're logical creatures and we deal with the fact that we came in alone and we gonna exit alone well we we totally get that women a lot of times base their whole life on relationships and love and y'all adjust to those type of things. That's why I feel like a lot of times you would choose a harder road than peace. Because for y'all, it's like, I don't know what's on the other side. I'm not necessarily sure what's on the other right. side. Right. And I don't want you to forget also that experience teach us or experience teaches us that... Um, you get better over time. Experience, Not teach, <laughs> experience teaches us or shows us the things that we that we don't want. So a lot of times we'll go into a new relationship with that experience that we learned from the other relationship. And that's not a bad thing. And that's how we we end up in a relationship where we have a whole bunch of coping mechanisms because we're Taking our lessons from our past relationships. Mm. That's all. But I still say I would pick my peace over over chaos, though. Because really, at the end of the day, like, and I also feel like this is a this is a knock. This is a prop for y'all and probably a knock on us. One of the major things that I feel like women are able to do coping and those type of things where men really can't do that is because men suffer heart attacks and strokes and shit more, way more than women, especially in our middle age, because that is what we be looking for. It's the peace that we need. It's the chaos that gives us the heart attacks. It's the chaos that gives us the strokes. It's the chaos that gives us that shit. And what does, and what does the doctor be saying to us? It's too much stress for you. You going, and it, what happens is we have to, we recognize that we can't have that in our life. We can't have that type of chaos going on in our life because it's also detrimental to our health. So that's why as a man, I'm always going to pick peace before I would ever pick any chaos because it's detrimental to me. 
You you as women, I feel like y'all are strong. Y'all can deal with that type of shit because it's, it's women. Because we've been dealing with it. Because it's women. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why we're picking two different things. Because to me, I'm not picking no some shit that's going to send me to the grave. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I ain't finna do that. If I, if I have too much shit on my plate and you're the person that's causing it, you got to go. I'm always going to pick me. I'm always going to pick my piece. I'm never going to pick the other person because the only person getting hurt is me in the, in the long run. And shit, for you, you all good. You work out, you leave with my life insurance, and you good, and you're going to shed a, a couple of tears, and you're going to go on at the end of the day. But for me, I rather choose my peace. I can't have people dropping shit off on my doorstep. And, and see, it's I think it's life. easy for a man to say because of that example you just gave. Men don't care about aging. They can get 20-year-olds at 60. You know, you guys aren't on some type of timeline. You, so <laughs> you can hop from girl to girl and not look funny. A woman can't do that. I can't stay in a relationship for six years, almost get married. Now I got to start over. Been with this person for four months. That ended. Now I'm in another relationship for a year. It just is not conducive, one, to our happiness. While we're out here on our quest for peace, we're also racking up bodies. So, and then, so our next topic next week, right now our topic is, if you're not happy, get the fuck out. If you ain't got no peace, go to another dude or, or get out of that relationship. And then next year, next but that's not what I'm saying, next though. week's topic is, how many bodies you got? And is that important? Is that how many people you slept with important? Like, we don't jump ship. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying, though. I'm saying you have to fix everything that's a problem Not might not be chaotic, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything isn't chaotic to a person's. That's why I gave that example of what you was talking about. Like, when you was like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, my, my family like like to come. And, you know, my dude don't really like. But that might not be chaotic. That's you talking from your standpoint. You have to ask the man, is that chaotic for him? Because I'm quite sure if it's chaotic, I know for me, I wouldn't fucking be there. You understand what I'm saying? You can celebrate that shit with your family. I don't need to be there for that. I would leave. And that's how you would be able to tell if it's that chaotic for that person when they just can't be there. It has to be something that's so extreme that it makes a person make a move where you see. I'm not talking about with some shit. You just like, oh, okay, I can go in the room and then you can just deal with your family. That ain't chaotic to, to a man. You see what I'm saying? That's like, okay, deal with your family. I can but I gave that example that. just to show an example of coping. I think the word coping was real important to this conversation because of the other two words, which was chaos and peace. There is a middle ground, and it's called coping. Because you can be in a chaotic situation, and you can develop ways to cope with it, and the coping will keep you in that relationship. That's a woman theory, and I, I, I don't buy that theory. You know what I'm saying? There's no coping for chaos. Dropping shit off at my, at my doorstep is still shit. And I don't want it on my and I don't want it on my goddamn toes. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't something that I'm willing to be dealing with. Now some people can deal with shit being dropped off. A lot of women can do that. I've seen a lot of women that um the man show up and like, hey, you know, I don't love this woman, but um I got somebody pregnant. And they can deal. They can deal with the shit being dropped off on their foot. Shit, what if the woman die? Guess who get the baby? Your ass. Cause the baby gonna come to him and then he gonna hand that shit to you. If you can deal with that, that's fine. But guess what ain't happening in my house? You ain't doing that. You go fuck someone, and we in a relationship, and he gets you pregnant, you and your pregnant ass gonna hit that door. There is you ain't no, choosing that chaos, huh? <laughs> there is no way, there is no coping with that chaos. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There you go. There are some things you just can't cope with. I get it. 
but I wanted to say chaos in common situations compared to the major situations that you're giving. I think the common denominator still is the word cope. Yeah, but I want them and to, I think women do that a lot. But I want them to know the difference, and I want them to know that I'm not I'm not advocating for like, hey, something goes wrong in a relationship and you just leave. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to know the difference between something that is chaotic and and what is your peace point. And to me, there's those things that you're talking about that you can cope with. To me, those are not chaotic things. You see what I'm saying? That's why I. I'm glad you gave those scenarios of saying, oh, I went into this signing up for someone with four baby mamas. But you ain't going to that shit finding up, signing up for someone creating four baby mamas. That is two different things. And that's something that would bring chaos to my life or give me a goddamn heart attack that I'm not willing to, I'm going to choose me. Yeah. I don't give a damn what no one say. Yeah, I think that's the overall about, for both topics, is that women in general have a big issue with choosing themselves. And I don't think that's a stupid thing. I think that you use the perfect word. I think we are nurturers by nature. I think that we aren't a species who is attracted to throwing in the towel and that's because of the word audition, which I mentioned earlier. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even in my relationship that I've been in in a very long, been in a relationship a very long time, engaged to be married the whole nine, I still feel like on a daily basis I'm auditioning. And that could be the state of the world. That can be the state of our emotions. But I think right now everybody is feeling that they are, they are replaceable, especially with men being very vocal about what it is they want, what it is they're looking for, what it is that they expect. I think that is on the frontal lobe of a lot of women. I'm speaking for myself. I never stop trying to be better based on the fact that there's always someone waiting to take your spot, me included. Always someone more beautiful. Always someone with a better job. Always someone better spoken. Um, and so I feel like on a daily basis, I want to remind my guy why he chose me. And I think if you're caught up in that, you recognize yourself less. You're not looking at yourself for a self-evaluation. You're looking at yourself wondering what the other person is thinking. Does my man going to like the way my hair looks? Is my man going to like the makeup I chose today? Is he going to like this shirt? You're not thinking anymore, do I like it? I'm, then I'm speaking for myself because I know there's some women out there like, oh, hell no, she is so wrong. But for me, I still feel like after being in a very committed relationship, a happy, good place, I still feel like I'm auditioning on a daily basis. And I think that if any other women are like me, that could also get in the way of self. Not that it's supposed to. I'm not saying what I'm doing is a good thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing either because there is someone always prepared to take your spot. If you're not in the gym working out, shame on you because there's a girl out there with a flat stomach and a big ass that your man is looking at. If you have bad habits, if you are not at a 10, not that you have to be, if you're just at a seven, you should always be striving for 10 whether you make it there or not, because I do believe that we're always auditioning. Stay competitive.
Absolutely. And that would be my wrap up for that. Gotcha. I don't need to wrap up. Um, we're going to go into the uh, tap in section. Um, I, uh, I, this is the section where we receive the DMs. And like I said, if you're on TikTok or you're on the IG relations page, feel free to DM me with any questions that y'all have. And we'll go ahead and bring them to the show and see if we can get you a, get you a solution to what Mr. 51 Spade himself think and Miss Kana Lasseter. And I'm going to move into this, uh, this DM that I got. And this is real interesting. So I did want to get your take on this and then I'll definitely give mine. But the situation is this. Uh, there's a young man that uh, that DM me. I don't, don't want to say young man. I'm just say uh, uh, a fellow uh, a fellow guy DM me, and he gave the gave this scenario. So I'm going to paint this scenario to you. So he says he's been with his woman like a uh, they've been together like five years, and I he was like he can really consider him and his woman like. Um, you know, the best of friends, you know, they talk about a lot of things in that. Um, this is their second year of marriage. And I guess one of the things that they didn't really discuss too much was their sexual prowess, pillow talking and stuff like that. And things that had went on. And he was like, uh, just recently he found out what his woman's body count was. Her body count was 30 and, um, his body count was 15. It might be 15 or 16. And he said that, you know, he was taken a little back by that. And she said that a lot of those encounters happened to happen in college. So it kind of got his mind like wondering like how his sex was with him. And he said, and, but the thing that kind of put him a little bit over the top, she also describes uh, two men that she had sex with that was well uh, well endowed um, and he was like she's never talked about him in that in that manner and now it kind of got him feeling uneasy like he not sure if like he measure up the part uh, uh, and you know just in, just in that scenario so he want to know is he, he want to know is he tripping oh, okay. is he over is he overthinking this is, is it does he does he should he just let it go he want to know like is he Reading too much into this. Um, I can never tell anybody they're reading too much into something that is important to them. The conversation of body count is, I don't want to say it's an important conversation, but I can't take away from someone who does deem it an important thing. Now, if it wasn't a question on the first date, if it wasn't a question when you guys decided to be in a committed relationship, if it wasn't a question early on, then I think you're a little out of pocket reacting to the answer. I think the right time to ask the question was in the beginning, and then he wouldn't have been judged for a bad reaction. He didn't ask the question early enough. Now you're in a relationship and you're asking her about her body count. The damage has been done. You already slept with her. You've been in a five-year relationship. You're at two years of marriage. What the fuck does it matter now? Now, would it have mattered earlier on? Yeah, because you could have made the decision that you didn't want to be with somebody that was that sexually experienced. You didn't want to be with somebody who had 30 partners. You knew that it would bother you because you only have 15, half of their number. These are things that you could have identified as deal breakers in the beginning. Now, two years into a marriage, seven years into relationship, I think... You ask the question for for your knowledge only. You don't ask it to react. 
no matter what her answer was going to be, I think he should have been man enough before he asked to be like, now at this point, since we're seven years in and two years into a marriage, whatever her answer is, I'm going to be okay with. He should have had that talk with himself to ask the question and get an honest answer and then have a bad reaction, which wasn't totally bad. He's just asking a question right now. I think eh, kind of doesn't make any sense because you're already seven years into a relationship and you're probing about something you should have asked a long time ago. Mm. Gotcha. Um, I feel you a little bit. Um, at any point in time, I always tell people this. Um, be careful what you ask people <laughs> and be willing to accept the answers that they give as long as it's true. Um, I think the major thing with this is just society as a whole put this whole big value point on sexuality and ratings and where you be and where you stand at. And a thing for men that this is the one thing where I, I get what you're saying. Um, that's why I say, like, when people go into relationships, you have to, you got to have, uh, uh, breaking points, things that you can ask up front and then you can get your answers and then, and see whether you can deal with it. So to me, as far as like the, the body count number should have asked that real earlier on. Um, but he also said that, you know, he was just like, Hey, she just more experienced than me. I didn't really think he had a problem with that. But I think the major problem that he had was her saying that she was with two dudes that obviously that, that obviously had two horse dicks. You know what I'm saying? And that and and the thing about that is some men, a lot of men are not necessarily educated enough sex wise to, to know that sometimes size don't matter. She just said that she was with someone who had a bigger dick than you. She didn't say that they was better than you. Absolutely. And that's to me, like, you have to listen to key words of what people say. Mm -hmm. Like, my lady asked me, you know, you know how you think, you know, my pussy is. What's well, a schmedium? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, she didn't ask me, am I the smallest you've been with? Am I the best that you've been with? Like, some of these things matter. Now, if you just going to concentrate on the word you a schmedium, or they had over-endowed dicks, that's something within you. So I'm going to say you overreacting to that point because now you're trying to measure up to like an imaginary man, but you're also not focusing on the key point because a lot of women are not rated like that. But we probably need to start rating women like that. You know what I'm saying? You got the smallest titties I've ever been with with a woman. You know what I'm saying? To make them kind of feel like how men feel. So that's why I feel like you... You win it, you tackled it from a woman's standpoint, but you don't really understand the man's standpoint because a lot of times with women, women give all credit to men with big dicks. So that's why he's coming at it from that standpoint. Women be like, oh, I need a man with a big dick. He got to be hung. He got to be this. Oh my God. This, you know what I'm saying? So he didn't hear the word he was better. He just heard the word that he that, that she been with two dudes that was bigger. bigger. But I just think that. You need to go a little bit deeper if that's bothering you about how your connection is, but don't leave it on like in your mind. If you want to know where you stand with your woman, y'all married, so just ask her. And there you go. And that's another episode, guys. My name is Kana Lassiter. You can find me on Facebook and IG and Twitter at Kana Lassiter. Hey, you can find your boy on both platforms on IG and Twitter under 51 Spade. I want to thank everybody for joining on Podbean and TikTok Live. Hey, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can definitely see a playback on this on Fridays. Um, y'all looking for these shirts? Y'all can go to IG on Alpha Male God Creations and you can get one of these new exclusives. 
saying? Go ahead and uh, rock out with your boy. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, you know what I do about this time? I always sign this out. And until next time, I want to say.